Dear young married couple, can you define the word sexuality without using the word sex or sexual? This was a challenge that we received this past weekend at a baby shower. So we're going to talk all about how we unpacked that today. Yes. So we were just in conversation talking um, over the table and uh, you know who you are. <laughs> asked us. A um, person who we respect and is a very thoughtful person. <laughs> yeah. Asked us. Hey, how would you, you know, you talk about sexuality, mm -hmm. um, a lot. Uh, how would you define it? And, um, so we thought we'd give that a whirl mm -hmm. and maybe talk about why should we even, you know, why does this matter? Why does our sexuality or talking about sexuality? Why does that matter? Right. And obviously, you know, you and I, I'm sure many people, you know, talk about sexuality separate from the act of sex and rightly so because sexuality includes more than just sex so that's why we often group them together and use different words so we'll say like yeah so what was the attitude attitude around sex and sexuality in your family growing up you know we'll say things yeah. like that because we know that they are separate but what actually is sexuality um coincidentally two days after that conversation at the baby shower we received a link um for the sex ed curriculum in our local public school district um, it was a friend at the gym that sent that over and if you were um i don't know when this is airing but when you were uh, if you were on instagram during those 24 hours when we posted it as a live um we were really upset about what we found in that curriculum it was really surprising it so was. actually we were we were writing at a coffee shop we had just left and Carissa said, hey, check out this video I just got. Um, mm. And we started watching it. And oh, my word, we were surprised by what we found. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, long story short, the video was normalizing pornography uh, and for young kids. Seventh like, grade. This one was specifically for seventh grade. But they had other things that were just as frustrating and um, disturbing for fifth graders, well, which isn't surprising in some ways, because if there is mo no moral compass mm -hmm. and the people that are writing the video script are viewing pornography themselves, why in the world would they say young kids shouldn't do this? Exactly. <laughs> you know? So to give it context, the reason why I said like two days after that conversation is the title of this video in the curriculum, it was in lesson one. So it's like a, however many lessons, maybe 10 lesson curriculum. Mm -hmm. And lesson one was, what is sexuality? And so we were like, hmm, I wonder how they define sexuality. I'm sure it's going to be skewed toward the left because we're in good old California. But we're like, let's let's listen to it. And um, it was full of normalizing sexual dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So, um, it you know, like he said, pornography. It showed a picture of, it was a video, like a cartoon of a child scrolling social media. Mm -hmm. And the account name that they were scrolling, and it zoomed up on the account name, was like XXX butts. And it was a picture of a butt. And as if it had just gotten spanked because it was like pink and red. Yeah. And, red marks on the cheeks. Yeah. And this is in seventh grade sex ed curriculum. Um, with the title, what is sexuality? So we're like, wow. So this is what they're teaching our children on what is sexuality. Like yeah. basically saying whether you're young or old, um, you can express your sexuality in different ways. And this one way yeah. was scrolling Instagram yeah. for pornography. And it was giving all the examples, you know, you could do it with a, a girl. You can do it with yourself. You can do it with another mm -hmm. boy. It was pretty much just wide open. 
So we thought, let's talk about sexuality a little bit. And what is this? So here is our definition that we came up with. And before we give you the definition, just know that this is more of a conversation. This was a challenge to us when this person asked us. We were like, hmm, well, it's definitely holistic. It's definitely body, mind, and spirit. Um, and he's like, don't use the word sex. Don't use the word sexual. And we're like, okay. Um, it's, you know, so here's, here's what we came up with after and giving it thought. We would actually challenge you, um, join this conversation just because we don't have all the answers and we love to bounce off of your experiences and understanding of this word and this idea of what is sexuality. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so here it is. Sexuality is a holistic word to describe a person's expression of their attitudes, identity, preferences, attraction, and desires. This expression happens both internally within oneself and externally within relationship. So I know that's a lot packed Mm -hmm. into um, two sentences, really. Um, The reason why we included each of those elements is because we kept kept on coming up with examples Mm -hmm that didn't quite fit just, you know, attraction and desire or didn't quite fit, Mm. um, you know, just a feeling. And so we're like, well, is, you know, attraction different than desire or attitudes? Yes. So Mm. maybe that should go in there too. So we came up with a lot of different examples. (laughs) Yeah. Like one of the things that, um, that we were trying to figure out is how, well, actually, let me, let me just pull back a little bit from this. The reason why this is important, like why even listen to a podcast on the definition of sexuality, this becomes really, really important in our lives for, for, for the reasons of like, we work with a lot of sexual brokenness. Right. So where do we look at a, in a person's life to help them figure out why they desire this? Where do Mm -hmm. desires come from? What influences desire? What influences um, attraction? Attraction, mm-hmm. yeah. Lots of lots of discussion that we've had with other people regarding, um, you know, same sex attraction. Where does that come from? Is that from God? Is that not from God? Is that you know? So there are so many different questions that are happening around this. Mm-hmm. So starting to get an understanding of what sexuality is, and then how it's influenced. Like, where do we get our sexuality mm-hmm. is a really important, I think, discussion. Yeah. So here's what we came up with. Your sexuality is influenced by a number of things, including your biology, right? So if you have um, a penis and you have um, testicles and you have a lot of testosterone and androgen, as far as, you know, your biological, biological makeup. Yeah. You're um, describing a man. Yeah. So then you are going to have a certain, most likely a certain leaning in terms of your identity and your attraction and a typically developing experience for a man. Um, and so then one would ask, well, what happens if, if their attraction or experience or their typical development falls outside of what's quote unquote normal for a man. And, um, and that's where, you know, other things come into play that, that influence your sexuality. So we said biology influences your sexuality. 
um, your experiences influence your sexuality. Mm-hmm. So if someone experiences trauma early on in life or they're exposed to pornography or, um, you know, they're exposed to an ideology like in sex ed in fifth grade in the public school system, these yeah. kinds of things can influence someone's sexuality as well. Yeah. One of the big factors that influences uh, sexuality and how their sexuality is expressed is trauma um, or sexual abuse Um, Mm -hmm. just and like we're just talking we don't have like long notes on this but we regularly see when when someone is sexually abused it introduces the idea that that shame that sexuality or their sex um, is shameful Mm who they are uh, at the core of their being, their desires, like how they felt during that, that event. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does paint their world in sometimes very different colors. Yeah. And it's very difficult to figure out what's normal since they only have their own experience to go right. off of, to determine what is normal. So um, oftentimes working through trauma does help people feel more free and more liberty mm-hmm. around sexual expression with their spouse. Yeah. Um, and even like we said, as far as our, our, um, definition goes, like yeah. it, it's an outward sexual expression, like with your spouse mm-hmm. behaviors, even the act of sex is an outward expression of your sexuality, but they, there's that internal mm-hmm. expression of sexuality too, which is like thoughts about oneself, about one's body, um, judgments about your own, yeah. um, your sexual thoughts, you know, all of that. So, um, also societal norms impact mm-hmm. your sexuality. So things that people expect of you, um, depending on where, where you grew up and what school you went to and where you got your sex education, yeah. and, um, your values of in your family of origin yeah. or your religious upbringing yeah. can impact your sexuality. And I find more than any other place that shame is all around sexuality just Mm. because it's been taboo for so long people don't talk about sex people don't talk about sexuality i mean who talks about their desires normally we're trying to put away desire we're trying Mm. to um the world talks about their desires minimizing well i'm talking about in the church we we try to uh, shirk desire putting it put it away militantly crushing it right (laughs) right Uh, managing it um but we don't often talk about those things mm-hmm. where I, and when we don't talk about them, that introduces shame yeah. and shame isolates. So it seems like there's a, a bigger need than ever to have um, community because the thing that really abolishes shame is community, right. talking to someone, yeah. being with someone, being accountable to someone. And it's interesting when shame is introduced to the light are introduced in a conversation of like of of um non-judging uh holy communion with someone else mm-hmm. i think that there's some so much healing that can be done yeah for sure not normalizing it but just witnessing it yeah someone witnessing your expression right mm-hmm. so if like we're talking about what is sexuality. If someone witnesses your sexuality by means of them being a um, a mentor or a guide or a careful, um, you know, they want to be there to hear you out and have grace yeah. 
like that's accountability that is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that, that expression of all those things we mentioned, attitudes, identity, preferences, attractions, desires, um, just know too, like there's no need to have shame attached to those things. Right. Um, you're going to have attitudes and preferences and desires that might be different from the next person or different from your spouse. But if your spouse can witness those attitudes, preferences, desires. And those, those all things actually too sometimes might be oriented in a unhealthy way. It can be. Or a yeah. sinful way. Depending on what impacted those. But um, I think it's Jay Stringer that said in his subtitle of his book, uh, Unwanted, the subtitle goes like this, how sexual brokenness leads us to our path is, is our path to healing. Mm. So sometimes if we listen to that shame, right. we patiently listen to it. Sometimes if we allow ourselves rather than distancing, running from that shame mm-hmm. or that feeling of like, this isn't right, or this is un- I'm unwell here. Yeah. We listen to it. We bring it to God. We yes. bring it to community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's where we start to find healing. It's interesting. You're talking about, about that. Like sometimes you're, your sexual, um, your sexuality, um, Mm -hmm. to not use the word sexual expression, but your sexuality, which is an expression of all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it can be oriented in a sinful way Mm -hmm. or an unhealthy way. And, um, someone brought up recently to me, it was a friend. I, I don't think I even shared this with you. And it was like a meme of some sort. And in the meme, it said like women experience a lot of, um, you know, hormones and they'll, they'll get moody as a result of those hormones. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's part of their sexuality. Yeah. Um, so, and they said something along the lines of, so why isn't it okay for men to be horny when, you know, that's a result of testosterone? Well, preach. <laughs> And so my, and she said, what's DYMC's take on this? And I was like, well, just my initial response is no one should ever be shamed for being horny, but it's what you do with that horniness, right? Just like a woman shouldn't be shamed for being moody, but how do you express that moodiness? Right. What are you doing about it? Cause it's not okay for you to like come unglued on your children just because it's that time of the month. Um, you can have an awareness of your sensitivity mm. and let everyone know about your sensitivity. And just conversations around this sort of thing, like your sensitivities or um, how we express things is so helpful because it sets a precedent or this is what would be helpful. Yeah. And in order to express these things, you have to actually notice that these things are going on inside of you. Exactly. I think, uh, I think our good brother Socrates said (laughs) that um, the unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. I don't know if, the not worth living part is true, but it definitely makes life living more difficult. Yeah. An unexamined life is definitely less fulfilling. That's, That's how true. I would say. And, and and less effective. Right. Yeah. So this is just food for thought. It's a conversation. We'd love to have you guys join the conversation. Um, we're not giving you like an amazing tool today. Yeah. We're also not, you know, three, three ways to blank, you know, right. Like, this is more of a like a discussion and thought around this idea and I would love to hear your thoughts like yeah. how does sexuality um, and maybe our lack of understanding of ourselves in these areas mm-hmm. affect us and I don't know perpetuate more hurt so if you're listening on podcasts or Spotify um, go over to YouTube and let's talk about it in the comments we'd love to just 
tease this out with you and see if we can hone the definition better and come to some more effective conclusions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.